and welcome to Brahm Show. This is Brahm. We are in the middle of the series, Great Works. Today's Great Works is truly a great one. If uh, you've ever heard the book 1984, that's one we're going to be looking at, written by George Orwell, and let's get into it. Winston Smith is a bureaucrat at the bottom level rung. Now, his job as a bureaucrat is to change vocabulary, to change words, to change history. Now, everywhere that Mr. Smith, Winston, goes, he is watched. He's watched every moment of the day. The television that he watches actually watches him. The government, or the party, controls everything, including speech. And so, words that would bring forth revolution or revolt against the power are eliminated and thus basically illegal. Even so much as thinking rebellious thoughts is also illegal. Now, Mr. Smith, Winston, decides that he wants to write a diary and put his innermost thoughts in this diary, which is also illegal. But as is the case in all societies with very rigid regulations, there is a black market. And Smith finds this black market in order to purchase this diary that he will keep. Winston will spend time trying to hide in privacy away from the televisions that are viewing him in order to write in this diary. And Winston works in the Ministry of Truth. And of course, the Ministry of Truth is where they change uh, what the truth is into what they want the truth to be. And there is a beautiful young lady there that catches his eye. However, his first thought is this woman must then be an operative. She must be for the party and trying to out me. However, there is a gentleman that has gained his respect. Winston's got great respect for this man, and surely he is for the opposing view. Surely he is not for Big Brother. He is not for this all-invasive party and control. And so he tries to set up a connection with him. Now, during this, this dark-haired, beautiful woman has written him a note in which she says that she loves him. And he falls eventually in love with her as well. Well, at least that's what we're led to believe. It's important that you remember that this is all illegal. And he goes back to the same area, the black market, the same place where he bought that diary. He goes back there and he is able to secure a room where the two of them will have their affair away from Big Brother's peering eyes. And Winston convinced, convinced of this other man that he would had worked with, convinced that he is for the opposition, opposition against Big Brother, against the party. He confides in him, builds a relationship, and gets a hold of a book that is supposedly written by the man who is the head of this opposition party. And one particular night, as Winston is reading this book to his love in that 
upstairs room in the black market area. Big Brother reveals himself. The black market solicitor, the man who sold them the room, that rented them the room, was really with Big Brother. And even the one who gave him the book that was for the opposition of the party also was working with Big Brother. Ironically, the one who was not the girl who he originally suspected. And so these two are detained. They are isolated and they begin to be questioned and they begin to be tortured. And remember, Big Brother has been watching Winston for many years and they know Winston's nightmares and his fears. And so they capitalize upon his fears. And in doing so, they eventually convince Winston to turn on the one that he had said he loved and desire that she be persecuted, she be tortured instead of himself. Now, eventually, Winston will see his lost love again, but will have none of those old feelings he used to have because now, well, he's just been brainwashed. Now, with this particular book, I'm going to do you a great service. I'm not going to tell you how it ends. Why don't you go get the book yourself? Check it out. Read it. It's a little long, but it's good. But I think we've covered enough topics, and there will be a few other topics that we may bring in that we did not previously discuss to drive home how 1984. Now, maybe the year was a little early but we are definitely, most definitely seeing 1984 play out in our lives, especially in America. We're seeing it play out today. Let's look at that. The changing of language, news speak, has been at play for quite a while in our common day culture. Let me give you a for instance. Ben Shapiro, a Jew, is called a Nazi. Antifa riots, where they have killed people, they have destroyed property, they have, well, you name it, the criminal act, they've done it. They are called mostly peaceful protests. The Ministry of Truth, where Winston works, is actually a place where they spread lies and they censor views that are different from the party. This is exactly what Facebook, Twitter, and several of these other social media types have been doing to our voices. The Ministry of Love is really the Ministry of War. And the wars are never-ending. Because as long as the war is going on, we want whatever party is in control. This is human nature. This is why Roosevelt was in office for four terms or voted in four terms. World War II, we didn't dare change the course in the middle of the war. Now the war on terror has been a little different, but recognize we are still, even after Trump promising that he would end those wars, we are still in the middle of the war on terror in Afghanistan. 19 years later, if this is not 1984 that we are looking at, I'm not sure what is. So let me correct, let me go back and correct something real quick. Ministry of Love, that's actually where Winston got tortured. So <laughs> the Ministry of Destroying Your Love, that's a better or more accurate 
term. But we have seen this type of thing in our culture for generations. Remember that song, What's Love Got to Do With It? What's Love But a Secondhand Emotion? That was kind of, well, I, I would say that was the beginning of it, right? But that wasn't the beginning of it. Tina Turner sang that song in the 80s. But love was being termed, or sex was being termed love back in the 60s. So what we're seeing today is not a new thing. This has been going on. It's been a shift in our culture that has taken a turn several generations, decades ago. Let's spend a brief moment and talk about Big Brother and the TV that watches you. Now, there is a good chance that whatever device you are listening to this podcast on, you are listening to it on a device that can watch and listen to you. Now, I have previously joked about the NSA. However, there is a real NSA. That is, that was one of the things that I did appreciate. I had one of our listeners, uh, nobody ever wants to be associated with this podcast except for maybe myself. So I won't give away the listener. But he had reached out to me and said, Big Brother is always listening. So t sometimes that might be the only listener that we have, but at least somebody's out there listening. So let me, I'm, I'm going to whisper this uh, just for you. If, if you're the guy that works with the NSA, um, can you do me a favor? Uh, this is what I want you to do. Well, actually, it's a couple different favors. What I'd like for you to do is go back, um, check my email. I accidentally deleted an email that I can't find anywhere. Um, if you can go back and find that for me, um, give me a holler. However you uh, reach out to me, however you, well, you know how to get a hold of me. Get a hold of me and get me that email. And um, then I'll, well, the other one is as soon as you do that, can you quit working for the NSA and just stop listening? Or no, because you're the only listener I've got. Gosh, I'm really in a tough spot. So when 1984 was written, it was set in London in obviously 1984 but it was in response to the soviet union and what was building at the time and the intrusion on the average citizen however what we see in america today is not much different from what 1984 actually addressed we're just a few decades away and there is an apparent coherent agreement between the government and big tech to do basically two different things. The first is to change your thought. And the second is to silence your thought if your thought does not agree with theirs. Now, I am not a complete pessimist. However, the social media big giants, the big tech, have tried to silence our voices. And of course, you know, they don't really have too much control over the government listening in. I totally understand that. But trying to silence voices that you disagree with because they have an opposing opinion is wrong. The reason I'm not a total pessimist is there are groups out there that have started other, for instance, Rumble. YouTube said, your opinions don't matter, Google actually owns YouTube, says your opinion doesn't matter, Prager you. We're not going to show your stuff. We're going to silence your voice. And so, of course, Prager you decided to sue. But on top of that, 
Rumble came forward and said, hey, guess what? We will do this. Library, another great one. Facebook said that we're going to fact check and we're going to hire our own people to come up with the facts that we support and they will be our fact checkers and we will silence you if you post something that disagrees with our opinion of what the facts are. So MeWe and a few others have stepped forward and said, we will share your information. However, it's important that we remember the downward slope that our culture is going. And as each one of these big techs, because these big techs were not big techs when they started, but as they become big techs, they take on theories and ideologies that are contrary to freedom and liberty for the average citizen. And when we see this, we need to all be determined enough that my liberty is more important than what I can get from your services. And Big Brother, whether it be the government or Big Tech, fooey on you, I'll find somebody else and another way to get my voice out there. So Big Brother is watching. Big Brother will always be watching. We just need to have the courage to say what needs to be said and stand for the truth, not through the eyes of a political party, but stand for the truth and what is right for everybody. So as 1984 continues to unravel itself and become apparent in our American culture, let's hold firm and hold fast to the notion that all men are created equal and you have a right to your personal thoughts, and you have the right to express your personal thoughts. And that's my takeaway from 1984. And I am out of here.